Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And this week we talk about Dan and Heath's horrible, horrible dogs. How dare you? Last week it was about escape artist Charles. And now it's about Mishka and Rue, the dog fighting dogs. Oh my god. We're going to talk about animal aggression. Yeah, we're just talking about animal aggression. Mostly, yeah. mostly dog aggression. Yeah, and just some of our experience dealing with some and how to maybe help people with our own experiences. But obviously, this is slightly anecdotal, so every dog is different. It's not just slightly anecdotal. Yeah, it is anecdotal. It is entirely anecdotal, but they're not uncommon problems. Yes, I do actually have, like, a couple articles that talk about, like, ways to help. Well, yeah, we always go over that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That's it's mostly anecdotal, but um, also these are common problems that people run into with certain. It just depends on your dog's personality because dogs are unique creatures with needs and wants, and sometimes those wants are to be best dog and not share boss dog, boss dogs. But we don't need boss dogs. We need nice dogs. Yeah. Nice, um, nice boss dogs, Mishka says. And there's also reason for dog aggression. It's not just, it's not just. Oh, I hate all dogs. I'm a bully. That's yeah. that's that's not just a uh, dog aggression. Um, Heath, where do you want to start with the tale of Mishka and Rue? Um, I guess we should start with back when we first met the demon pred of Rue. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we've mentioned in episode like three, yeah. Uh, Rue has an autoimmune disorder that means that her immune system attacks her liver unless she has medication like prednisone, a steroid. Um, and so when she was first on prednisone, it was a higher dose, and uh, being on prednisone gives you a higher appetite. And so when she was on this, when she was like seven months old, she was a ravenous puppy. Like, she inhaled her food. And she would try to, like, lunge for food and stuff. Like, it was ridiculous. Yep. As I can contest, it makes you very, very hungry. Yeah. And so we used to free feed them. Um, We would just have food out, and they would eat when they wanted, and it was fine. Um, And then around this time, we had to start doing... uh, Supervised feeding. Supervised feeding. Mainly to make sure Rue didn't overeat. Yeah. Because of the prednisone, we had to start doing timed feedings um and we weren't supervising that much because at first i mean we were supervising to make sure that she didn't eat all of mishka's food but he he wasn't getting that upset when she did try to steal his food like she'd come over and we'd shoo her away and then he was okay yeah because he's always been pretty chill and patient um because overall that's his vibe and for a long time he it, was it he took was, him like a month two months something like that to get something like, like that it was it was, I think it was, it was definitely more than one month. He was yeah. pretty, he was pretty patient for like, it was a long time for, especially right. for like a puppy because yeah. they were not very old. They were less than a year old. Like well under a year old. And, yeah. um, yeah. So eventually he started getting sick of her shit. Yeah. And, um, so we had a, a first like fight break out over food because she was trying to eat his food and he had had enough of her shit. And like, her body language and the desperation with which 
she stared at him and or his food during feeding was enough to like aggravate him which honestly understandable given how ridiculous she was yeah for so, the longest time because of the prednisone this is directly the result of the steroids yeah so yeah. she started off actually stealing his food we would separate then misha got would growl at her a little and then it came to the point where she would just finish her bowl and stare at him yeah no one likes a begging dog it was more than that. Like that, there's she, a reason we call stole. it the demon pred. Yeah, like she, she looked like possessed. Like when she first started pred, we didn't supervise, and then I turn around and she ate all her food and then shoved him out of the way and ate his food, and he looked at me like she was like scarfing it down, <laughs> and I had to like move her out of the way, give him more food, reassure him that he will get food, and, and then Rue is like there the entire time going, "Fetch my food." Yeah. Yes, it, it was ridiculous. <clears throat> but that is where we found out Mishka. I would say it's not just food aggression because we could feed him. He actually sometimes prefers to be hand fed if he's very upset about something. He needs the extra comfort to know that someone cares about him. He like, wants to be reassured. He wants to be wanted and he wants to be reassured that he is loved and he's a prince. And then also for a while, Oliver would, as a kid. spoiled our dog, is what I'm saying. Yes. But, um,. But this is what he likes. Yes, but Oliver, like, Rue couldn't come near his food, but Oliver the kitten could come and steal a few pieces, and he was fine with that for a long while, too. Yeah. And then it got to a point where he never bit at Oliver. No. He started off with a growl. Like, that was the only thing, a growl, and at one point, lunge, but no biting, just, like, moving toward him. Just wanted to scare him. Yes. To get him to go away. But Oliver's an idiot, so... And Oliver, it is scary Oliver, to watch because Mishka is 90 or more pounds yes. and Oliver is 9 pounds. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so it got to the point where Rue and Oliver are not allowed near Mishka's food. Right. Which is fair. It's a fair boundary it's to draw. It's a fair boundary. He, he's like, I have, I don't have that many boundaries because he's pretty chill overall. He really is. He's like, I have a boundary with my food. Yes. You can't have my food. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, that's fine to set a boundary. It's healthy. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't want to share his food, and that's totally fine. And the other animals have to, we just have to watch them and make sure they respect that. Yeah. And I would say. He uh, usually only scares. Yes. I guess we need to break down, like, the different incidences. Yeah. Well, we can talk about different types of dog aggression because there are different types. So there yeah. is food aggression, which has different facets. There's dog, there's, um, uh, what's it? Um, protective uh, I mean, all re resource, resource guarding, guarding but which can be also water yeah which um, seems wild to me yeah so there is resource guarding and resource guarding can be against either dogs humans or both yeah so there are literally anything of value to dogs can be resource guarding yeah so right. sometimes which is not great <laughs> your dog might even protect their food from you who provide it and that's a dangerous thing yeah Honestly, if you look up food aggression, it's mostly talking, like, when you look at it online, it's mostly talking about food aggression versus humans, like, towards humans mm -hmm. from dogs. And so when we were trying to research that, like, we've never had that problem. That's never been an issue. Our dogs are totally chill with, like, our hands being near their food. Like mm -hmm. we said, Mishka likes you to hand feed him. Sometimes. So, like, right. yes, yeah, so, like, he's totally good with you being all up in his business with his food he, as humans. He's just not okay with Rue being there, or other dogs, or, you know, cats that steal his food, like Oliver. And there are some right. dogs, what, I think, hasn't uh, Martin talked about Griffin being a little food aggressive? So, yeah. 
they don't feed him if they're strangers or if the grandkids are in the house because Griffin's a bit neurotic on yeah, a few levels. Yeah, Griffin has different, but rescues. So that you yeah, always he's got have issues. Yeah. you always have interesting things with rescues yeah. about neuroses. Um, but resource guarding can be because of food insecurity in the past. Mm-hmm. In our case, it is from Rue literally stealing his food, so he does know it's an. So Mishka does know it's an actual. Like, it could happen to him. It's from the Demon Fred. Yes. It was not existing before that. Yes. Um, There's anxiety aggression. So if a dog gets to a point where it's so scared or nervous, it might lash out. Especially the people it doesn't know. Or just, it's like a fight or flight response. Which, that's why you generally, like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be... I don't know, handsy with dogs or animals. You, you shouldn't try to touch animals you don't know. Yeah, right. And that's um, why there's a whole process with introducing yourself to other people's animals. Yes. Um, if they allow you to. There's dog-on-dog aggression, which can be either... It can come from a few things. It can come from past trauma of being attacked by other dogs. So, therefore, they view all other dogs as a threat. It can be a dominating issue where one dog feels like it needs to be boss dog of everyone, which that's a little complicated because it deals with a lot of working with you and your dogs. And, like, for instance, I don't think Mishka had this very poorly as a puppy, but during puppy playtime, he liked to be the top dog, and we had to teach him to roll over on his belly. Now, this is when he's, like, six months or something. Yeah, it was and pretty young. He he broke out of it like like I remember when we first had Rosie over the second Rosie approached him he rolled on his belly yeah and that was the yeah. first time he'd done it like not at playtime unprompted on his own right because he would do it with Rue of course that's his sister even yeah. though he of course views himself as dominant over Rue and we'll overall s- I would say he is yeah and I will say yeah. at our puppy playtime especially our first group we had a couple of unfixed dogs so we oh. always kind of had a mitigate him and the other unfixed dogs because he's also someone... neutered males are always going to be an issue with this yeah as they get older but um so he obviously knows to not be domineering and that is something you really do at least according to what i was told by the person at puppy playtime and also some stuff i read just cutting that like breaking that stuff down like the second another dog tries to like talk the other like Flip them over, have them play on the bottom to break the habit before it happens. It can be harder, especially if you have a single dog who, and God knows, like the pandemic made it really hard for dogs to socialize. So that's just more, whatever you constantly instill in the dog will be what they learn. Yeah. Um, It starts young if you're raising the dog. But I mean, you can retrain them. If you just got the dog, it's just you want to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. Um, hang on. I'm, I'm trying to open up my thingy. Because that was stuff from memory. Oh, well, I mean, I did want to mention with specifically Mishka and Rue interactions. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. There were a couple of times where there actually were, like, bites. Yes, deep bites. Um, although that sounds like like it was really bad well uh um, he broke skin yeah there was it was like a, a puncture a tooth mark yeah yeah um so that was not great on her little chicken leg yeah i know on her and, little chicken she has skinny little ear. legs and he had one an on ear. the ear yeah so those were not great um but then all of the other times he was just trying to scare her 
and like that's how it usually is like uh whenever they have like a i don't know an incident but it, it's very uncommon now like because it's chilled out a lot yeah but yeah. he he basically is never trying to bite nowadays no he just wants to you know set a boundary by yeah. being scary right. which looks and sounds horrifying. Yeah. Sometimes because, even when they play normally, they yeah, sound Yeah, even horrifying. normal play sounds like demon sounds. Uh, so, because, I mean, he's, like, baring his teeth and everything, and he's, like, snarling and or barking or whatever, and, it, and he, like, has usually, like, shoved her down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it looks horrifying, but he's not actually, like, putting any teeth on her. Yeah. Right. They so love it just looks scary. Yeah. I will say that's a thing, like, you're... Okay. Oh, yeah, the mounting and humping is a domination I, I thing. was saying mouthing. Oh, whoops, I <laughs> thought you said mount, because that is also a thing. That is a yeah. thing. We can talk about that, but, uh, like... Our kids kids don't do that all the time, but they do that occasionally, because that's a thing. Yeah, that's a domineering thing. It's a domination uh, thing. Like, Kip, your dogs, when they wrestle, they, like, do the mouth, open mouth, like, to each other, or, like, yeah, on parts playful. of the body. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a normal play. One way you can tell, especially if you have maybe demon-sounding dogs... Like that Charlie... Man. Like Charlie, oh, he sounds. He he sounds. He goes. Rrr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really freaks Matt out, and he tries to stop Charlie. But I know that I've known Charlie his whole life. Yeah, and I know it's it's just what he thinks is playing. Yeah, and he just makes loud demon sound, like really loud demon sound. Yeah, yeah, and, and he loves it. Vocal dogs do have a tendency to make more of those sounds when they play. Mm-hmm. If you hear a sneezing, that's normally a good sign. You can yeah. also watch as long as no one's back is like arch, um, no fluffed up fur, mm-hmm. no actual bearing of teeth. What I did notice one thing with Rosie. Like, when Charlie and I came back from the camping trip that I mentioned in last the last uh, episode, when we got back, Rosie was so happy to see Charlie that she, her fur was bristled, but there was not a lick of aggression. So it could have just, I, I, that, I think that can also manifest itself in terms of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's stinks because you don't know what is what unless you know right. the dog. And you her know. fur is so short. I could see how it would Yeah, be. she was like full bristle. She was just like, oh, it's you! And she was just like playing with him and she loved it. But she had she had the bristle on her butt. She was just like... <laughs> Interesting. I feel like the bristle... Does her, her bristle would look a bit different than like longer fur, right? Yeah, because she's got that short stubby yeah. little... It was just like it's a, pretty short. Right, right on her butt. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's gonna be just, just excitement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, usually, um, but for most, wagging it's usually tails. not just excitement. Yeah, you can also could be black and white. Yeah, yeah, Emotions that's true. Exist on a spectrum, and you kind of have to true. know your dog. A wagging tail is another good indicator because if a dog is, mm-hmm. if a dog is actually scared, they'll tuck their tail. Yeah, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's a sign of fear and like, oh, I'm not a threat. Leave me alone. To right. an extent, ears too, because ears back is not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. So. Monitoring your dog, like, I think uh, April and Michael were over, and they were wrestling, and they literally were making the, like, they did quiet wrestling, and then they started doing their loud wrestling, I'm like, and April and Michael, like, paused, like, oh, do we need help separate your dogs? I'm like, no, they're playing. They're just just loud dogs. They're just making the loud sounds, because they were wrestling quietly. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, let us sing you our our war song. We're gonna show off. Yeah. Cause the one day. Auntie and uncle. This is how we scream. (laughs) 
I had a friend come over and visit, and then they were like showing. They wrestled on top of my friend. I'm like, shove them off, just shove them off. And this person's a cat person, so they're like, uh, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? I'm like, they're just trying to display their fun wrestling it's with you. It's just like 180 yeah. pounds of dog. No, no biggie. Let us demonstrate our just, fighting skills. I'm we're like, in, just we're shove including them. you in the play. You don't <laughs> Aren't you happy? Yeah. Don't you love being included in the play? You're the mat. It's great. Uh, so, what were we talking about specifically? Uh, so we we talked about um, sometimes the intent behind the yes, aggression. Yes, intent behind the aggression. Which yeah. I, I don't know, and specifically with Mishka and Rue, Mishka is usually just trying to scare her. Yeah, yeah. Into whatever. So. That normally, for, like, inside house, another thing you might have is territorial aggression. Yeah. So either protectiveness of a person or location. For instance, especially dogs who happen, who tend to be, like, one people dogs, they will get, like, uh, my grandmother's dog, uh, Lolly. Uh, yeah, they're possessive. She was possessive of a grandma, so we go to hug, and she'd be like, okay, Lolly, we're just hugging our grandma. We were here first, you know. <laughs> That's my grandma. Yeah. That's my, Marjorie's mine. I mean, my childhood dog, uh, my friend hugged me, and my dog growled. I thought it was cute. But <laughs> as long never, as Charles never protected my owner like that, yeah, as, I was like, "Oh, day. you're possessive. What a good, you know, like non-toxic love." It was great. Yeah, no, so I love that. Dog. As it long as great. nothing yeah. progresses past that, it yeah. would probably be best if you see that behavior to shut it down right. because she you was never behind know. A gate. Yeah, so she couldn't like hurt anything. But, but anyway, I thought it was older, cute. When I was, I was a she? teenager, but yeah, she was also older at that point, wasn't she? She was. Older, yeah. she wasn't like. No, she was older by that point. Yeah, because yeah. if you I don't, were, actually, I don't remember if it was middle school or high school, but when that happened, but anyway. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can one thing. But with, it was it was because she was possessive. Uh, our friend Jillian's childhood dog Bosco would have uh, weird things with kids, and he always got very confused by me because I was child size. Right. He's like, he, I don't understand children. They're like. They're like adults, they're they're like humans, but small, and they move weird and sound weird, and Mm -hmm. they don't make any sense. Yeah, so anytime I come over, he wasn't sure whether he liked me or not, so I'd get, like, weird half-growls, but then I'd act like an adult because I was a teenager, so I wasn't, like, a scary little child. Uh Right. And But he was just always confused by me, and so you might have uh, certain dogs which aren't great with small kids or need a little bit more uh, supervision because... Maybe they're, it goes into more anxiety. Like, they've been traumatized by kids. Right. I don't know where it was for Bosco. Yeah, Bosco was a weird dog. Yeah, I loved Bosco. He was a sweet dog. Yeah. Even though he was confused by me. It was funny. He was. It had to be your height. It had to be my height. Because there was no other reason. Yes. He was like, ah, you're a... It was because I remember getting introduced and he did like a backup growl. Yeah, he was very confused. He's like, I'm trying to determine if I like you or not. And then Jillian's like, oh, I bet it's because you're kid height. I'm like, hey. <laughs> He's just like, ah. <laughs> Good lord. So along with territorial um, disputes, uh, property disputes. So for mm-hmm. instance... They'll go to court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Dogs are very litigious. We know yes. this. They all, uh, if you give them money, they're going to go to court. That's oh, yeah. why you don't give them money. 
<laughs> so idealistically, when you're introducing new dogs to each other, introducing them into a neutral area is kind of your best bet. Yeah. In the most ideal situations in society, sometimes that doesn't work out. Yeah. Like a lot of the time that doesn't work out. So in our personal experiences. In our personal experience. A couple of times it hasn't really worked out that way. Yeah. So this is no shame if we're actually going to talk about another dog, but um, we're going to talk about our older sister's dog, Clive, a little. He is very protective of his territory, and he if you are a dog that is subservient, then he's cool with you. But if you're a dog who has a backbone, he doesn't seem to be cool with you. Yeah, if, if you have, like, uh, self-respect and, like, you know, pride or whatever, and you're not, like, going to just roll over. Oh, I know, Rue is using... Uh, Quinn as a pillow right now. So oh my god, okay. well, slightly concerning because Rue's head is heavy. But no, anyway, she's in fine. Um, <laughs> so ideally, we probably should have tried to meet at a dog park, but because yeah. of when we were visiting and everything going on, we were like, we'll just try it in the backyard. It didn't go. Which is Clive's. It was Clive's home. backyard. Is our aunt's house, but he had been living there. So, so it's Clive's right. backyard. So Clive's backyard. Um, we did it one at a time. It did not go great. We tried with Leon. It went a lot Rue better. Rue is no with... threat, of course. This is like usually how it seems to be yes. red. Is like Rue is red as no threat. And Mishka, however, carries himself as a dog who would be able to handle his shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because he's he's not a submissive dog. Like, yeah. You can't call him. He's no. not like he's not super bully. aggressive. Yeah, he's not a bully. And we were kind of. I'm a... sorry, April, but Clive is a bully. Uh, yes, he is. A- a- April and April did warn us. Yes. I will say April has never, I think, dealt with. Uh, I think only Gus Gus really came over. So yeah. Gus Gus gets along with everyone. My cousin's dog. So she didn't really have a good. And Mishka gets along with everyone as long as they don't try to bully him. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. something we noticed since he was a puppy, like he has always not been okay with bullies. Yeah. Like literally, if another aggressive uh, dog is being a jerk to another dog, he would involve himself. Yeah, this is an issue we had at puppy playtime, which I thought was charming. It but, is uh, charming. It's just like, oh, you're a, well, this is why we joke about him being a cop. Because right? yeah. he's like, <laughs> but oh, what's going on here? What seems to be the problem what here? What seems to be the problem? <laughs> but it's also something we try to stop, too, because yeah. it's something the trainer helped us stop. And I mean, like, he hey, doesn't need to involve himself in that. Yeah, but it's not his like affair. he felt like he had to. Yes. Right. Yeah. Every time. So Clive and him did not get along. No. Uh, we did actually have a pretty decent time. Michael came home, so having one-on-one on all the dogs actually did help. Having Michael, April... Us on each of the dogs, it was really actually pretty helpful. And uh, Clive is Michael's dog more than April's dog, mm-hmm. so he has a tendency to behave a little better for dad than mom. Yeah, Clive tried to like walk on to Mishka. He's a great Dane mix, he's a great Dane. He's, a he's huge like 120 dog. pounds, Mishka's like 100 ish pounds. So we were doing good in the backyard, and he like within it was within, it was within a minute or two, yeah. and he like tried to like because he can just walk on him, yeah, because of their heights. Like, there's He's, like, just tall enough to walk on him. <laughs> yeah, and Michael got him off. Uh, and so immediately that was not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Mishka's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but then we did actually have some decent time in the yard, yeah. and then it was getting warm, so we brought them inside the house, and then that went okay up until the water bowl resource started. There's yeah. one big water bowl that they have, which works for their setup, and we had water bowls in the room we were staying in. Yeah. Clive went drink some water. Mishka was waiting nearby for Clive to move. Clive, because right, you wait your turn, because you're a polite young man. Then Clive did not move. 
and then Mishka and him had an ordeal, and then we separated again. So mm-hmm. we haven't been able to try again, to be honest, since the that house. That was when Danielle and I learned that you can resource guard over water. Like, it just hadn't occurred to us because we'd never seen it. Yeah. Yeah, we had that issue with um, Arlo when he was a baby. He, oh. he first came over, and he, he would resource guard the water. Um, as a baby? Where as did a baby, you learn yeah. that from? It, sounds, it freaked Richard out. He was like, I never seen do that before. That's exactly how we So, you know, and, and it has come up again at my house where mm-hmm. Arlo is just kind of like, my water. And I don't know why. We don't know why Arlo does that. That's yeah. weird. I, it, we usually are like, no, you're dumb. And then he gets over it. But, like, there's always that split second when yeah. he comes over to the house and he's just kind of like this water. <laughs> See, it's really funny, especially if dogs have, because Clive was adopted as a puppy. Mm-hmm. Both of our dogs, we kind of know where the aggression comes from, but also never, they've never gone without food like, they've never starved. No. Five's also never starved. I think I mean, Leon's dogs don't the, have a good sense of time. No. Yeah, I, no. Leon's so the only one are. who has been a street dog, because yep. he was a rescue found on the street. We interrupt this program to bring you an important message from our sponsors. Well, not sponsors per se, but it is time to pay the vet bills. Pet Parents Pod now has a website, PetParentsPod.com, where you can go and learn about all the different ways to support the podcast. We also have a Patreon now. There's a link to that as well, along with all of our socials, a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Discord. It's going to be Patreon.com slash PetParentsPod. Anything and everything can help. We would appreciate your support. PetParentsPod.com also lists that we are a BarkBox affiliate, so any special offers that we have, which will be effective during certain date ranges that are listed, are going to be on that page. There's a link to BarkBox under the Ways to Support page on the website. We also want to remind everyone that regardless of whether other special offers are going on, anytime you subscribe to BarkBox using the link BarkBox.com slash PetParentsPod, you can get three extra month of BarkBox for your subscription. If you enjoy our content, spread the word, tell your friends and family that are also animal lovers. Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. I will say what was really funny is when it was just Leon in the backyard, it actually went pretty well. But then he saw Clive looking in through the window and he like made a move at Rue to like show off to his big brother. Rue was not looking, by the way. Yeah. She's just like an innocent little... We stopped it. We were, but it yeah, was we really funny. In his slithering little eyes. Yeah, oh it's just really funny like, because my chance I will go over her throat. His eyes were on her throat. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. He it's just um, it's just funny because he was happened, fine, right. and then we he saw no he just saw Clive looking in through the window, and he's like, "All oh, right, I don't like these. These aren't my friends. They're our enemies. I will get them for you, brother. <laughs> get them for you. I'm a represent. I'll take out the weak one. May <laughs> the blood bleed over our ancestors and bring us strength. <laughs> yes. I can't take the big one though. So trying to meet in neutral areas can work. So, something we did with, for instance, Heath's family's dog, Latte. Mm -hmm. We had them meet in the front yard in kind of common space. It went well. We did meetups in the backyard, a couple of visits before we were staying at their house. Mm -hmm. That also went well. Yeah. Latte was new to the house, though. Yeah. So, she had a lot less possession. So she felt more insecure. So if and she's also she was less. She was a rescue. She lived on the street for a while. Yeah, and apparently eats whole birds. Sometimes it's kind of horrifying. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, she's a survivor. She survived. Uh, and so apparently part of the way she did that was eating entire small animals. And um, she's so yeah. some sure. sort of um, greyhound mix. So they literally have to keep her like if she looks like 
she is a healthy weight. She is actually an unhealthy weight for well, her frame. they said that. They're, they're now feeding her more. Are they? Yeah, they changed it. Oh, okay. They're feeding her more now, so. Then never I don't mind. Know if Retract it'll, that. I don't know if it'll stay that way because I don't know if it's just now she's being that much more active or whatever. Anyway. I, I don't know. That was something they said, which I could see, and I trust people having conversations with their vets. Yeah. Right. She wasn't eating enough before, apparently. That's good. Uh, well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad that uh, it's because she did always seem very hungry. Yeah, but it's I mean, she's to still going to look skinny. So I guess yeah. what you were going to say is still probably yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's okay. I, I mean, if they're feeding her more, then what I'm saying is actually updated. So anyway, uh, she she's a rescue. She kind of has weird, and she's obviously not greatly socialized. She's not aggressive toward dogs. She's interested in them, but she does get a little she's weird. A, she's socially awkward. And so bringing in two dogs at a time does give her a little bit more anxiety. But like I said, we had a couple visits. We actually had pretty decent playtime where we had them all off leash under supervision. And that went well. Well, we showed up, did the thing. They were doing well in the backyard. We move them into the inside. And well, we... also, she seemed to like Mishka more than Rue. She does, yes. I yeah. don't know if it was because she thought Rue would be easier to take out. <laughs> Because she's weaker? I don't know. It's I don't hard know to for tell. sure. It was hard to read her. Latte is a weird dog. She is kind of a weird dog. Like her but her her body signals are a little different. They're yeah. It's I don't know her as well. Yeah. She's hard to read. Also, I, I think with the way your parents have handled dogs in the past because they haven't really gone out taking them on walks and like not walks, but like uh like going to dog parks or socializing much because yeah, they had they, their other they dogs. They used to have multiple dogs, so this once. would never be an issue. And yeah. then um, with the dog before, Moxie had trauma from other dogs, so she literally couldn't go around other dogs. Yeah. So they got into the habit of not having their dogs around other dogs. Right. So socializing is a new thing that they, yeah. and handling it in this so we were trying pandemic to world is a little difficult. Teach them basically how to socialize and what was okay as, a, as dog reactions. Right. And what should not be chastised because it's normal and fine. Yeah, it's just monitoring and learning your dogs. Yeah, because thoughts about how dogs should be trained have changed mm -hmm. since they were less like paying attention to that sort of yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. As we've learned more about the animals that mm -hmm. uh, we've domesticated for yeah. tens of thousands of years. Yeah. That and. Um, just in general, like having the time to go out and do it. Because a lot of socialization, actually, you have to go make the time to do it. Yeah. And being... Which we're not going to be able to do that on a weekend visit. Yeah. And so we needed them to do that with what we're They doing. had told us they were going to work on socializing. So they worked on her training. She listens to her commands very well. I'm going to say that for them. Like, they, mm -hmm. she's a very well-behaved dog. Yeah. Now you put two other dogs in the area she normally has free reign because we were sleeping down in the basement. That is her free reign area. Damn, yeah. So she she got a lot of that was, Yeah, that was her comfortable She got space. displaced. She got displaced. That was her space. So that's threatening. We had to break up time spending between all three animals. So some of us had to be downstairs. Some of us had to be in the latte area. Sometimes when we were trying to have a break from everyone, that it just... It was. It, wasn't good. It, it did not go as we had hoped. Yeah. Part, partly because the parents did not do their homework on socializing like they said they would, which yeah. I'm not surprised. It is and a pattern. So they weren't them. okay enough to like be able to all be in the den together. Nope. And so that's why there was then tension, mm -hmm. because Latte felt threatened, understandably. 
because these two strange dogs were in her space down in the den. And we were having also a little bit of issue of Latte being able to inform them when to go to the bathroom. So we had a couple of accidents by Latte, which upset your mother, which that's fair. Because I mean, she, not really. It's not really fair because she couldn't indicate to go out because yeah, she was in like a crate com- or in I, I meant, room I meant Latte. It was fair for a Latte because no, yeah, yeah, of the yeah, confusion. Yeah. No, it's, it's fair for Latte, yeah. Yeah, to, to be She a, can't properly indicate. She, yeah, because yeah, she kept trying to stand by, bark at a door and the thing is, she kept also barking out the doors because the dogs were down in the basement. The den, yeah. The den. They're not in the basement. I know, but it's basement enough. It's dark. Anyway. The lights don't work down there. It's dark like a basement. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Kind of basement. So we were monitoring, <laughs> like, having to keep everyone out, keeping baby gates up, keeping doors shut. And there were a couple incidences uh, toward the end of the night uh, when we were, like, I was helping Cat or Bales with something, and I thought the other door was shut. I was helping them with Latte and the other door. There's two doors to get down into the den area. One's from the actual, like, living room, and the other one's from the dining room. I didn't realize the dining room had gotten open. And so then we're, like, hanging out with Latte, and then I see Latte rush around the corner. I'm like, why is she doing that? And then I hear, because she flung herself over the stairs and, like, jumped past the baby gate. It's, like, four stairs. Yeah, it it was... The baby gate was more mainly to keep Mishka and Rue from going up because they respect gates. Yeah, they do. Even flimsy gates. They respect a chair blocking their path. Right. They're not very motivated to... And I'm I'm glad. Yes, no, it's helpful. (laughs) But Latte was not. And Latte was defending her territory. And we had to, like, grab her. Thankfully, she's very light and just carry her away. There was a very comical moment, though, because... uh, Rue was coming up, and she was, like, barking at Latte. Uh-huh. And then as Latte jumped down, she, like, did a skid on that floor because it's a concrete floor. <laughs> yes. It was, like, backing up. She's like, oh, shit! And she was just, like, talking <laughs> shit at her, you know? And then she's like, oh, God, I can't back this up. <laughs> Rue, where that? are you? <laughs> Rue was trying to back up yeah. and fell. Yeah, that sounds like Rue. Yeah. But nothing horrible happened. And no... I think one of them placed teeth on her because she started to. But they no, no there was no skin broken. Was broken. No skin I think was Mishka broken. Mishka placed teeth on her. He didn't like yeah. mean to do anything because she was acting threatening. Yes, he but, was trying to protect. Rue. I mean, like he rushed forward as Rue rushed back. <laughs> yes, because that's our dogs right there in a nutshell. And then He's like, I'm going to go forward, and Rue is going to flee. And then I yep. scoop dog up, and then we go back away. And thankfully, Latte was too focused on the dogs to care about me picking her up. Because, yeah. like I said, she is an actual well-trained dog. She and she's a very sweet dog. It's just her whole area was invaded. Yeah. So something we definitely have learned. We cannot stay at their house with our dogs, which means we can't stay at their house. Uh, during the current time period. Yeah. Um, we are going to definitely make more efforts to try to meet on neutral ground. And yeah. try to maybe go on walks with them. And we'll, we'll work on it. They also still need to make they more need to time. try to socialize her, because otherwise yeah, that's the main do thing. anything. For... Unless she starts to just get better with dogs generally. Yeah, so... Because our dogs are pretty chill. Yes. As long as that dog is chill. Yes. I mean, we can monitor. There are things like, for instance, um, Griffin, uh, yeah. Martin Frieda's dogs, 
Griffin's never going to be anyone's friend because that's not something he can do. Moxie was never going to be another dog's friend. Moxie has a chance. She just needs the yeah. opportunity and consistency of actually visiting with other dogs. Yeah. I mean, she seemed to... She wanted to play with Mishka. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She did not like Rue. She also Rue, Rue didn't like her Rue. either because Rue doesn't like a lot of other dogs. Yeah. Rue's a human person, not a dog dog. She likes cats. Rue. Yeah, she loves cats. Yeah. 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 Um, so... Lessons learned. Uh, neutral ground is a great meeting point for dogs. That is where you, sh- if you're introducing some dogs, especially if you think there's going to be an aggression issue, neutral territory. Neutral territory. Yeah. If like you have a- submissive dogs, you're much less likely to have these issues that we're talking about. Right. Like a good example of that is the fact that, you know, when I bring Charlie and Rosie here, Charlie and Rosie are so high energy that Mishka and Rue get grumbly with them. Yeah. And they, Charlie and Rosie won't settle down, and then, but Mishka and Rue won't chill out, mm-hmm. and then it's, like, not, and it's, and, and then also we're, like, in their house. Yeah. But, I will we go s- to the dog park. Yeah. They're great. They're great. I will say, yeah. also, they do way better in the backyard. It's just the, the yeah. few times more. There's more space back there, too. Yeah. Because in the basement, it's a little bit, like, like Trapped in, in close small... quarters with two Tasmanian devils. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're just so excited to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. Rosie's always had the "I'm in your face, I'm in your face." Don't you love? <laughs> yeah, like don't you don't you love that I'm inside your mouth? So it's like, yeah. uh, and I actually noticed Rosie do this like a couple of weeks ago, hmm. and it was another situation where I had taken Charlie out and brought him back. And Rosie was just so happy. I did not. Re- I'm starting to realize now how much Rosie freaking loves Charlie. Oh yeah. Um, of course they. They love each other. Of course they love each other. But Rosie, there's a thing that puppies will do where they will actually lick the inside of their parents' mouth, mm-hmm. and Rosie will do that to Charlie. Yeah. And I think she was try. She has tried to do that with Mishka, or she'll try to do that with someone that she wants to yeah. play with, where she'll, like, get inside of Mishka's their mouth. Okay and just blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because remember, yeah. we had to take a break from Mishka and Rosie playing, because... Yeah, because Rosie was just Rosie all kept up in his face. Him and he actually bit her back. Yeah, yeah. and Mishka was like, I don't want to play. Yeah, he I don't want to play. No. I don't want to play. And Rosie's like, oh, go deeper down your throat? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. I will say, at least Mishka, he does give people lots of warnings. He's like, yeah. no, oh, yeah. Rosie's no. just... No. She's, done She's like, I'm not going to listen to any of these signals that you're giving. <laughs> I'm going to just do what I want to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Another great, this is a great example. Even if your dogs get along, maybe keep an eye on the size and space you're playing in. Yeah. Because closer yeah. quarters makes it harder. Like, even with Latte, we were doing good in the backyard. We brought them into the den area, which isn't super small. Mm-hmm. It's a little crowded, but not super it's, small. It's quite crowded for the amount of dogs and yeah, people. The amount of dogs yeah. and people that were the down furniture. there. It, but, like, the space itself isn't, like, it, it could be comfortable. Also, apparently, after we left, according to Bales, uh, Latte immediately peed in the area the dogs were sleeping in, like, where we had their oh, beds set wow. up. Her territory. She was very upset because, oh, also, she had gotten much more attached to the house at that point, so she mm. felt threatened she about her. insecure, yeah. yeah. She hadn't been with them that long. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad for Latte. I felt yeah. bad for Latte the whole time. Yeah, the entire time I was like, well, this is a horrible idea. Yeah, we made a mistake. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. living in it now. Yep. Because we can't do anything. It is what it is. Yeah. Charlie's gotten aggressive with some dogs at the dog park. 
Every once in a while, like, he, he picked a fight with a Doberman. Oh, that's nice. We're just, like, escalated. I don't, I didn't even really catch, because Charlie usually gets along with everybody. Yeah, right. but he usually does. There's this one Doberman, and he was just like, not you. <laughs> and I like everyone except you. Everyone else on the planet of Earth except for this one dog that can definitely kick my ass. This do- you didn't hear what this Doberman said. <laughs> you should hear what this motherfucker. And then I punch him. <laughs> Into face. I, I apologize to the owner. They're like, it's fine. It's- I've actually noticed how tolerant people are of dog bites. I haven't come across. I mean, as long as they don't, like, seriously hurt. No. It's natural. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Especially at dog parks where it's like, you guys don't know each other. Yeah. Little skirmishes are going to happen. Yeah. Just exactly. don't let them escalate. And also, if your dog is a problem dog, unfortunately, they got to leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they're not ready. No. Charlie uh, also protected my honor on the trail when we were hiking in Alabama. Oh, good. Who did he protect you from, a squirrel? Uh, it was actually, like, a, a, a very fit 50-year-old jogger guy who came down the trail. And so I, I woke could up... be a serial killer. Probably a serial killer, yeah. definitely. That's why he was hiking down that trail, to That's, that's why he was out. staying healthy. So I woke up at 5 a.m. that morning. It's too early. Oh, it was glorious. I love... That's my favorite part of camping, is waking up at, like, 5... I usually wake up at, like, 5 or 6 a.m. Oh, I'm gonna watch the sunrise and I drink some coffee. Oh, I mean I haven't guys, gone to bed yet. But that's oh yeah, <laughs> it's the best ever. Um, but so I, I was waking up, and then me and Charlie are just kind of relaxing, listening to. We we heard the very first bird tweet that morning. It was like a robin or some magical shit like that. Yeah. So <laughs> then all of a sudden, Charlie gets up and he goes. <laughs> and he he does his little hound bark. You that know? was a really good impression. Of Thank you. That yeah, was a good hound. That's what it is. It's not like a bark, bark, bark. It's like a woo, woo, woo. So, yeah. um, and it's this guy. He's got like you know he he's like clearly like he's been jogging every morning at five a.m. Oh his God. entire life. He's like one of those jogger guys. Yes, you know, and he's. <laughs> Going down the mountain okay, okay, side okay. <laughs> and doing his thing, and then Charlie goes boo, and the dude stops at the top of the um because uh, it's a pretty steep descent into the valley, and we were only halfway down. Our dogs are going to help you reenact it. Thank you. Yes, they got so upset at the stomping. <gasps> no, 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 no. That's what that set them. So, um, uh, <laughs> she's like, I'm going to play Charlie. <laughs> Let me do what Rue says. Um, so, Charlie does that. He's not on the leash at that point. We're just, you know, trying to relax and wake up. Yeah. And, um... He's a good boy. And he's a good boy, so he's chilling. So he, he hears that and immediately goes into, like, guard mode. And then, but, like, I can't really, like, get Charlie because... If I go towards Charlie, Charlie's like, all right, we're going to kill the guy now. And then we'll go closer <laughs> to the other guy. So I just tell the dude, I'm just like, I, I'm trying to call Charlie back. I'm like, here, Charlie, here, Charlie. Like, and he's, once, he usually has really, really good recall. Yeah. But in this scenario, he was like, already in it. Like, he was yeah, lost. He was gone. Yeah. yeah. So I just told the guy, I was like, he's very friendly. He's the friendliest dog in the world, I swear. And because the, the guy was like, it, 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 it. I'm like, you're, you're not going to get attacked. 1000%, you're fine. 
and Charlie like was, you know, came up to him, sniffing around his tail, his big dumb dog tail was just going back and forth. He was so happy, and like kind of like geeked up because of this jogger guy. And then and then you know the guy like pets him, and Charlie's like, okay, okay. And then, and then the guy approaches me and I'm like, I'm sorry about that, you know? And then he, then the guy starts jogging past me and then Charlie's like chasing him. And I'm like, no, 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 let me, let me put him on a leash. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, I get it. And I grabbed Charlie, I put him on the leash. I'm like, okay, you're good, go. And the guy like jogged away. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my, oh my gosh. It was a whole ordeal. That's another thing. Like, that's another thing, even like with best case scenario and most well-trained dogs there mm -hmm. is like a limit of expectation because they are still animals who will they have free will especially when they think yeah they're not going to be like obedient they have to agree to listen to you yes right yeah they're like yeah, yeah i'll come back to you don't worry after i murder this you're guy like, this is on, important no, i got you don't worry fam <laughs> <laughs> like, i'll know. take out this threat then we'll have and that's in the morning when he has all of his energy yeah yeah it was kind of funny because it was like a scenario where i got to see charlie be aggressive and get ready to protect me and then not know what the next step is because <laughs> I never taught him how to murder. <laughs> yeah, like I've I've learned in in researching pit bulls and researching greyhounds and all these different dog breeds that even yeah. though prey drive is instinctual, it kind of to an extent, it still needs to be taught. It's mm -hmm. instinct to learn it. Right. But it's not instinct to inherently know it. And also, there's a difference between I'm hunting a squirrel and this is a thing that's yeah. bigger than me. Because most prey drive right. tends, uh, well, most prey drives tend to be focused on smaller, faster, Small, darty fast things, animals, yeah. not yeah. big, like, fast animals. Even greyhound breeders, and and I think this ties into like dog parents, like actual, like the actual dog, dog parent, dog mom and dad of the puppies. I think that they actually have to teach their litter how to hunt. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, again, that's the propensity to know, to the propensity to be able to learn how to hunt, but it still needs to be taught. So yeah. people who just are like, well, dogs are just murderers. It's like, no, you literally, any dog, you just need to, you have to teach it how to actually yeah. murder. There's that's why you can't release certain animals back into the wild because they were never taught how to hunt. And it's like, that's just a thing that I've been doing yeah. lately. That I mean, is like, a, 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 to me, an amazing res revelation. Okay. You know, so. I mean, dogs have been also generally taught to not hurt people. Yeah. Yeah, they've been bred to be yeah. human friendly. Pitbulls, yeah. especially, have been bred to be human friendly. Yeah. So that the uh, handlers can manage them in between the fights. Right. Yeah. Even um, dogs who are, like, trained for special services or anything like that, they, like, there are some dogs that flunk out. Like, I'm sure there mm -hmm. are people who take, like, hunting dogs out to, like, go hunt deer or something. I'm sure right. they have some that have, like, a horrible attention span. Yeah, They're like, that. uh, well, me and I'm going to take Rick and, and Steve. Uh, mm -hmm. Steve, come on, Steve, focus. Be more like Rick. And Steve's yeah. like, it's a butterfly. It's a butterfly. Because yep, yep. there are some dogs that just like, even if they're the same, like completely different personalities from the yeah, same litter, same like Mishka and Rue. It's like they're individuals. Yes. Like people. Isn't that a thing? What a strange yeah. concept. What a strange concept. Individuality and a sentient being. Yeah. yeah. And so. But like, think about uh, Fox and the Hound. Yeah. It's a cartoon, but it, but it takes from 
genuine traditions. Mm -hmm. When um, the hunter adopted Cooper, he adopted Cooper to learn from his other dog how to be a hunting dog. Yeah. Not, he didn't get Cooper and then just be like, you're a hunting dog now. And then Cooper's like, great, I'm downloaded with all the information. He still had to be taught yeah, he, how to do the thing. And yeah. he was a great scent hound. He was he just was a, great. Good job, Cooper. He just had a gentle heart he for his fox for his friend. Little buddy. Totally forgot the name of the fox. Uh, uh, Todd. Todd. That's right. Todd, Todd and Cooper. <laughs> we, should, we should do a fox and the hound. We should... Uh, Thousand percent. Okay. I will cry. Okay. I like Boston House. <laughs> that was a, a good, good movie. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. That movie yeah. really got me when I was a kid. Um, what? Okay, so, like all dogs are individuals, every dog's aggression, dominance, any sort of that's going to be individual to you and your situation. Mm-hmm. So, it's something you should first talk to your foot about because yeah. sometimes aggression has an underlying cause. So on top of, like, uh, when he actually started snapping at Oliver, it was during the height of allergy season. And when I brought him to the vet, one, we were checking him for other things. But she's like, is his eyes been watery like that? I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, he's allergic to stuff, isn't he? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, give him eye drops. He might not be able to see as clearly. And so that was something I I did notice about is whenever we started doing eye drops, making sure the room was a lot more lit, because mm-hmm. not always the basement's well lit, right. he, he actually, like, Oliver could get closer, and he did not growl as quickly. Yeah, he knew what he was dealing with. Yeah, he, he like, could oh, see better. It's, it's this moron, okay. So talking to your vet might see solutions that are pretty obvious, but you're not going to see it because you're yeah. not going to think that way. Yeah. And that's their whole job is to think like an animal. Right, right, right. And to try to help these things. And they have tons of experience with different types of things. I also want to clarify my, my uh, previous tirade just with one little note. Is that I'm not saying that... I'm not trying to, like, undo this entire episode by saying that dogs can't have emotions and thus be aggressive. I'm just saying, like, specific kinds of aggressions that yeah. people fear the most yeah. are typically not in there. And normally that is a dog driven to a point of so much fear. It's a self-preservation. Yeah. Like, you have to get or a dog. prey drive, like, certain working and sporting dogs. Right. Yeah. But if you're not taught that at all and, like, you're just a normal domestic house dog that's never. And then never- you're grumpy from prednisone. Or can't see very well, and there's a blob in front of you. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or, it, like, the aggression, like, there is a fear aggression where mm. they, they fear for their lives, so they will yeah. act out. But that is bigger. You have to push an animal to the point where they're literally fearing for their lives, which is right. not a normal situation. You remember that worst day of Muska's life where they tried to take blood oh, from him? God. Oh. He snapped. We had him snap at Rue over everything that day. He was just... Wasn't, didn't they like, fight over a piece of paper? Was they fought over a piece of paper. Yeah, that's where he I bit you. Two scars. Oh. It didn't actually break skin, but apparently... It, the, the way that the blood under my skin went, it managed to... Yeah, sometimes dogs season. have a yeah. bad day, and therefore they're patients for everything around them. I think he kind of, like, sighed when my arm was still in his mouth. Yeah, you he guys just shared having a, a look. bad day. Yeah, we shared a look, and we was like, I know, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then he let go, and then he laid down, and it was just, like... It was It was also in front of a guest. I had, think April was visiting that day, so... You it was guys, like, it was the worst day of his life. It was the worst day. Oh, wanted to take blood from him. Yes, oh and he did God not forbid. agree. He was like, that is my blood. We tried three Vampire. different times because <laughs> they tried back there. They tried with an assistant in the back. 
And then they brought him with us to try mm-hmm. and see if we could keep him calm so yeah. they could just... And by the way, two seconds. Well, I had to schedule a whole other appointment in order to get his blood taken. So that we could sedate him. Because was, now we now we know anytime they need to do something like that, we're just going to sedate him. Yeah, he just yeah. gets a little half pill before. That's a lot better. Yeah. Because he's just, he's just a little chill. <laughs> Don't give your dogs weed No, no we have a solution. No, See our weed episode. <laughs> we'll refer to weed episode. Um... It's not deadly, but so, it is like 20 times more potent than human weeds. Talk to your vets first. Yes. If that doesn't seem to resolve the issue, there are plenty of um, animal trainers that you can discuss. Uh, I would look into folks that use more positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement because that is still a training method used, but it has been really shown to not help most situations, especially aggressive training. So look for more positively motivated training and less, um, I think it's called just corrective training. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. There's a term for it, but um, because that will give you a better result. Because it's like anyone. Like, if you work a job and you're doing a bad job, will you do better if people praise over what you do uh, what you do correctly versus chastising every mistake? Mm-hmm. Because that doesn't feel good. And no, conditioning no. with dogs, it is a type of conditioning, but positive reinforcement sticks a lot easier than negative reinforcement and causes a lot less, like, weird neuroses later on. Um, but, yeah, anyone else have thoughts on animal aggression, dogs, or we'll give you updates eventually if the cousins can ever get together. I hope that they can get along with Clive and Leon well. Yeah. We're, we're going to try a dog park. We were going to try last time we visited, but that yeah. was Leon's great surgery scare. Yeah. Of his twisted stomach. Yeah. Ordeal on Thanksgiving. So that completely swiped any idea of interacting yeah. with them. Hopefully we'll have an, a nice update with some progress on that later. Yes. Yes. You know, you guys. we can get Clive to chill out. We'll start at a dog park, and then maybe we could meet neutral territory like my grandmother's house, yeah. something like that, or even at my cousin's house. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, we have theories and ideas, and I am not giving up hope on Patience. this. And Stay I, I also, I also think latte is not a lost cause. I think we just can't ever stay at her place because of her rescue syndrome. Yeah, right. Past trauma. Yep. PTSD is real, people. Even oh, in dogs. Yeah. Even in dogs, yep. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, any other thoughts? Uh, you need to tell your aggressive-ass cat that no means no, and Quinn needs to back up. Quinn <laughs> just got on. Quinn has... Quinn. She's she's not... No means okay, no, Okay, we're going to wrap this up before uh, Quinn and Kip get into our deal on, live on the pod. Quinn loves you, Kip. She really is... Again, coming at me. She loves you. I don't think it's love as much as smell. She loves you. Okay, so Heath, where can people find us? They can find us on PetParentsPod.com, Instagram. Sorry. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. Are you okay? Ow! 
What is oh, happening Oh, I forgot she has there? no teeth. Okay. <laughs> Did you just make a pain sound even though she doesn't have teeth? She bit my shoe and it scared me, okay? Oh, oh my okay. god, your shoe. Your I'm not in Doc Martens. These are very... <laughs> On behalf of your shoe, you exclaimed in pain. Okay. Yes, exactly. The Doc Martens deserve better. These are my ballistic nylon Doc Martens, the cheapest ones you can buy. So the toothless cat bit through them and injured your foot? Yes, now I have cat... I'm a cat... Okay, Keith, where can people find us? I'll just start again. Uh, (laughs) PetParentsPod.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. You can email us, PetParentsPod at gmail.com. As always, we will continue to get better, and hopefully Kip will survive their horrible injury. I feel myself changing. Into a wear calico? I'm a wear calico. Okay. (laughs) Say your outro. Good luck with your hopes and dreams. Goodbye!